Hello and welcome back to the Literary Salon podcast. It's me, Damien Barr, bringing you another book of the week. And I hope that this week is starting for you in a gorgeous style, the gorgeous style that you're entitled to and which you should always expect. So with that, this week on the podcast, we are celebrating a novel with an absolutely brilliant title. It is the mistress of understatement, this title. The title is There's Been a Little Incident. It's a debut novel and it's by a writer whose name you're going to know very well soon called Alice Ryan. Alice has an impeccable literary pedigree. Um, She's the granddaughter of celebrated Irish novelist Mary Lavin. She's niece to the poet Elizabeth Peavoy, and her parents are novelist James Ryan and the former books editor of the Irish Times, Caroline Walsh. She's been steeped in words since she was a wee girl. Alice's mother passed away over 10 years ago and it is her absence that has partly inspired the writing of this novel as Alice wanted to find a way of conveying the significance of losing one of those people who just forms the foundation of your life. And I'm always interested in the motivations um, of writers, you know, why why we choose the books that we choose and why we choose them at that particular point in our lives. And it does feel like there's always a question that a writer needs to ask if not answer and certainly fiction is the the place for doing that rather than memoir but it's so interesting when you understand the emotional truth behind a story like this anyway the book is called there's been a little incident our central character is molly black she is 30 years old and she's been running from grief since the premature passing of her parents Her family is, well, it's more of a clan, really. Noisy, colourful, and very much on the page and off the page. And the, the family gets together to try and work out what to do about Molly, who keeps on disappearing. And while some would be happy to see the back of her, there is one member, Uncle John, who doesn't want to leave any family member behind because Molly reminds him of his dear departed sister. So anyway... The book is warm and clever and heartfelt. It's got a big cast of characters and you will be laughing and crying on the same page to think about your mascara. The Irish Times has called this book exceptionally poignant and wildly comic. Here's Alice reading a passage narrated by Molly's mum and she is sharing some very sound parental advice. Hello, I'm Alice Ryan, and I'm thrilled to be reading exclusively for listeners of Damien Barr's Literary Salon for my book, There's Been a Little Incident, which is newly out in paperback. This reading is about our heroine Molly and the first day she comes home from the hospital. So really, it's actually told from the viewpoint of her beloved mother, Annabelle, and that terrifying, terrifying moment when you bring a new baby home. I hope you enjoy it. Here's a short reading for you. Annabelle, June 1989. Dear Molly, there's been a terrible mistake. We got through the big event safe and sound. Then there were a few blurry days. But now, out of nowhere, we've been sent home. When I gripped the nice nurse at the door of Hollow Street in terror, she told me that we just needed to get to know each other. So I'll start here. My name is Annabelle and I am your mum. For a long time, I thought I was a tall person. My parents told me I was the guts of six foot. But then a few years ago, I got measured and I wasn't a grain of rice taller than five foot. Can you believe it? 
It tells you all you need to know about my parents. They genuinely thought I was six feet tall. There were no rules growing up in my house. Instead, there were vehement beliefs to live by. My mother taught me to always carry spare knickers because you never know when you might have to run away. And that is my first piece of advice to you, my darling girl. It has saved my neck more times than I care to remember. Other key things to know about me include that I once saw Terry Wogan on a bus. What happened was I was very tired after a day of painting sets. So I wasn't paying much attention when a familiar man sat down beside me. I thought to myself, God, I really don't want to talk to anyone. But it would be awfully rude to ignore this man who I clearly know. I smiled and I asked him how he was. He said he was very well and we chatted from RTE all the way to your Uncle John's house in Leopardstown. When I was about to get off, I finally admitted that I couldn't quite place him. I thought that maybe he had studied with Bernard or dated Joanne Francis. He very kindly explained that I recognised him from the TV, but that he, on the other hand, hadn't a clue who I was. Can you believe it? What a nice man. I've long been dogged with a wart on my left hand. I tried chopping it off with a knife, but it bled everywhere, and then I forgot to clean the knife. Then Bernard licked it, thinking it was strawberry jam. Isn't that awful? I'm actually very glad to get that off my chest. In relation to God, I'm all for him. Say, for instance, I was at a dinner party and the Pope was there. I would absolutely chat away to him. I'd ask him how he cleans that big ring and if he ever puts his red shoes up with a bottle of Chianti in St. Peter's Basilica. I'd give him just as much time as I would, say, a hairdresser or a bin man, both of whom are undervalued magicians. My own personal religion is baths. I believe deeply and wholeheartedly in baths. Baths in winter, baths in summer... Bats when you are down in the dumps. Bats when you are on top of the world. If you find yourself in an emergency where a bath is not available, a hot water bottle can give you enough comfort to tide you over until your next bath. I think you might be my new hot water bottle. But don't worry, I don't use you to heat up my toes. You spent all day today next to my heart. But now it's 4am and I've just rolled you over onto the bed after your feed. Bottle as my milk never showed up for the big performance. The less kind nurses tell me you will be malnourished, deprived and deeply unhappy because of this. But you're lying here beside me in the bed, your little arms reaching up above you and your legs outstretched like a drunk sailor. Soother in, of course, because if I'm going to be cast as a degenerate mother, I may as well get the perks. Bernard is lying on the other side of you, snoring peacefully, like the world hasn't changed immeasurably. Like we didn't just bring a whole other person into this mixed up world. I, on the other hand, haven't slept in days. I feel like I've just been injected with a giant horse dose of adrenaline. I've got to admit to you, my darling girl, that I'm struggling. Do you know the way athletes do a lap of honour after winning a race? Well, after the marathon that is labour, it turns out that instead of a lap of honour, the lap of motherhood is one of continuous fear self-doubt and judgment from every seat in the arena. I think I will get better at it, but at the moment, it seems I am not Mother Earth. I break all the rules. I feed you whenever I like. I rock you and let you fall asleep on my chest. I keep you in the bed with me, but I'll nip that in the bud when you're in your late 40s, 50 max. Maybe by then, you'll have your own children, and it will be useful to hear 
how your own mother didn't feel cut out for this either. Maybe, like me, you'll be terrified of the little bundle whose hopes and dreams you hold in your suddenly inadequate hands. And I'll be there to tell you that despite their starched uniforms and stereotypical casting, matronly and always from Drada, the less kind nurses are wrong. Your in-laws are wrong. The other mothers at the playgroup are wrong. You haven't failed. Not one bit. Because I have decided just now, at four in the morning, on this humid night, that it's not about the soother or breastfeeding or the sterilisation, which, by the way, I think is far too much faff to bother with. It is just about looking in your big blue eyes and telling you that I love you always and forever. Mum. In case it's ha- helpful to have a little bit more context about that piece, um, the our heroine Molly, her mother has passed away. And um, I think what I wanted to write about was, obviously there's deep sadness in that, but I wanted to write about all that love and how it doesn't just go away, that it stays with you forever. You can't be uh, that loved <laughs> for so long and not have it completely um, define who you are and, and be deep ingrained in you. So in many ways, I hope it's um, a very hopeful read and one that you greatly enjoy. Thank you. Of course, we enjoyed your book, Alice, and I am sure our listeners will too. That was Alice Ryan reading exclusively for The Literary Salon. There's Been a Little Incident is published by Head of Zeus and available now in paperback in all good bookshops. So get down to your local indie to order your copy today. And if you want to support Salon, you can go to our bookshop on bookshop.org. So we feature a lot of debut writers um, on the podcast, lots of debut memoirists and lots of debut novelists. It's something that we feel really passionate about. We really want to give a platform to emerging voices and to celebrate, you know, the debuts that aren't also getting all the razzle-dazzle attention and the gigantic advances. So we really are there for debut writers and we would be so grateful if you would help us to support them by sharing this episode on your socials um, and with your pals so that more people can discover these brilliant books. So thank you for listening. I hope that you really do have a gorgeous week and join us again soon.